You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. On today's show, we are going to look at the news. We're going to jump in and talk about future out-of-conference schedules and look at some teams that I would love to see Boston College schedule. And finally, we're going to talk a little bit about recruiting. But today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So news-wise, the big news had to do with lacrosse again. We're really jumping into more lacrosse um, updates as Charlotte North, we talked about on Friday's episode with um, about Patrick Kraft bringing, bringing her up. She won the Tawartan Award. I think I have the name of that, right? Uh, which is for the MVP of both men and women's lacrosse. They give one to the men, and I believe that was a male um, soccer player from Maryland, and Charlotte North won. Now, she broke almost every record in the book. She had the most goals in a playoff series. She had the most in a tournament. She had, you know, she broke every BC record. So it was a big deal that she won this. She's the second Boston College player to win it, joining Sam Puzzle, who won it in 2018. And uh, this was not a big surprise. I mean, obviously, Charlotte North was the best player in the country. She led the team to a national championship, the first ever at Boston College. So this wasn't a big shocker for her. Now, the big question with Charlotte North is, will she return? I saw things on uh, Twitter that she's considering it because just like with football, lacrosse players can return. She's technically a senior, but this year doesn't count in terms of her eligibility. So if she wanted to come back and play another season, she technically could. Now, I'm not sure um, what the professional options are for women's lacrosse or what she wants to do with her career, if whether it's coaching or maybe something that doesn't have to do with athletics. But, you know, it might not be the worst option. You know, you get another free year education. She can get her master's. She could do a whole bunch of different things. I'm not sure where she's at with that piece, but we'll have to see. If Charlotte North comes back, obviously that would be a big deal for Boston College uh women's lacrosse and this isn't boston college related in general but i wanted to bring it up because it was the news of the weekend which was julio jones getting traded to the tennessee titans now that does affect boston college in one piece because obviously his quarterback at with the atlanta falcons was matt ryan and now matt ryan i thought you know was going to head into the season you know two months ago it looked like he was going to have kyle pitts who was arguably one of the best receiving threats in the draft along with julio jones to give him two really good targets. Now, Julio Jones kind of blasted his way out of Atlanta, and now uh, Matt Ryan is down to Kyle Pitts. So, it it you know it's it's a tough situation for Matt Ryan. Um, I thought it was a good trade all all in all for both teams because the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons are going to get a second round pick out of this. They shed Julio Jones's contract, and obviously Atlanta's not going anywhere this year. Their, their defense is not anywhere near where they need to be to 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 get to the Super Bowl, but they get to rebuild a little bit, but. It, it remains to be seen how much longer Matt Ryan is going to last him in uh, Atlanta. I know from some of the things I've read before, his contract would be very, very difficult to move. They can't just cut him. They can't trade him because of the penalties that they would ensue um, if they left. Um, and the final piece of BC news had to do with no one that actually took uh, the field for BC in any any. Um, 
meaningful way. And that's Anthony Garo, who is their photographer slash he did all their social media um, design, graphic designs. He's leaving to go to the University of Oregon. Now, you're thinking, like, why does that matter? Now, if you follow Boston College, any of their athletic teams on social media, you've been able to see some of the really crisp graphics that they make. They make some really killer uh, photoshops for, you know, recruiting and kids that commit or even, you know, like the New Balance deal or Charlotte North or the women's lacrosse team. These are all like you look at them, and you're like, wow, these are like really top line professional grade um, photoshops. And those were all Anthony Garo. And, you know, they've had good photographers before. They've had guys that have been able to do it. But I don't think Garo is a um, same level as these other guys. I think he's like, you know, obviously if a, if a school like Oregon, a school that is very um, conscious about their image and, you know, everything that they put out is going after Garo, that should tell you everything you need to know about what he brought to this program. He was huge. And the, he does all that kind of stuff that recruits pay attention to. So he's a big deal because if you get these like really nice images out to recruits, other kids notice. They all want to come to Boston College and they, they pay attention to that kind of stuff. Now, he came to Boston College from the University of Rhode Island. He was very highly regarded at URI. He was a I believe he was an athlete there um, and he was at Boston College for 15 months. Um, but you'll have to see where Boston College goes from here. You know. BC's done a nice job of replacing some of the the losses that they've had in other positions, um, but now they're going to have to fill a big one, and, and Garo is going to be a big one to fill, so he'll be something to watch. Now, in a moment, we're going to talk about out-of-conference scheduling. I'm going to jump in and get into where Boston College should think about getting onto schedules for out-of-conference schedules. Now, let's talk about Made In. How does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? The short answer, they have access to the right kitchen tools. With Made In's professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making a restaurant quality food at home. I have one of their knives and it is a game changer. It is. It cuts beautifully, it's designed perfectly. It really changed how I, I, I work my meals at home. Now. They make Made In makes professionally quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. They have 28,000 five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the best chefs in the world. You need to check out Made In. Made In, better cookware for better meals. Now, right now, Made In is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Again, go to madein.com and use promo code Locked On for 15% off your first order. Are you in the process of doing work on your car? Why spend 30, 50, even 75% more? at a chain store or department store when you can head on over to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. Just head on over. They're, they have a catalog that's easy to net manage. All you have to do is put in your make and model of your car and they'll show you everything that they have. Best of all, prices are always low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? All you need to do is head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com 
This is AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. If you have not head on over to my site, check out my work. I hope you enjoy what you see there. Now let's look at one of the things I brought up over the weekend, which is out of conference schedule games. Now my thoughts on this have kind of adapted. Now I wrote a po- I wrote a post this week with ten schools I thought of. And then last year, I had five schools that I put up, and I kind of wanted to compare where I was at. Now, last year, I wanted to see Boston College play Georgia. I, you know, a rematch of one of the bowl games that, you know, they played, obviously, they played Georgia a couple times in bowls, and BC has beaten them every time. Um, I thought that was a great game to, to bring back. I, I'm not so high on it now. I don't know what the purpose of it would be. I'm thinking more along the lines of some other teams. Now, I like... I like two things when I think of out of conference schedule games. I want a team that has a similar profile to Boston College, or you know, with an emphasis on academics, with some, um, you know, some football history, and then you know, I, I, I like to see some teams come back and play Boston College that have a history against Boston College. You know, maybe they've played a game or two here or there, or you know, they they you dig deep into the record books and you find out that they played. So one of the teams I put on there that I thought would be fun was Texas. I said Texas Longhorns. Now Boston College is very active in the Texas area in terms of recruiting. They've you know they landed Jalen Williams a couple years ago. They're very at, you know Tyler Vrabel's from there. And they're they're pushing to get more kids from the Lone Star State. What better way to cement your legacy and to really open eyes to recruits by then going in and beating Texas and and, and beating them at, at at their own stadium? Now Texas is a national powerhouse that you know obviously has won national championship, but right now uh, they they have a new head coach and Steve Sarkeesian. They have not been really relevant for a while. And you you know you get them on your schedule. You could be. I think this team could beat them. I think BC could beat them in a couple of years. So I would love to see Texas. I think that would you know you want a marquee matchup. I know people will say like Alabama or Auburn or even what I said last year, Georgia. Now you play you know Alabama, Florida, Georgia. Let's be realistic. Right now, I think Alabama and Georgia would murder Boston College. Um, Alabama to the point where it wouldn't be all that interesting to watch because they would just kill them. Um, because this is a team full of, you know, they're the, they're beating teams like Clemson and Ohio State by, you know, 20 points. And they're all blue chippers. What is Boston College going to be able to do against that? I would rather see them play a team like Texas, a team that is a blue chipper, but not in that position that, you know, Florida or Alabama or even Ohio State is right now. And Ohio State is currently on Boston College schedule. I don't know if that game will ever get played, but they're scheduled to play them. So Texas is one I'd love to see. Now, when you're looking at um, schools that have similar profiles, that would be kind of fun to see. I like UCLA and Northwestern as well. Northwestern is a school that very much mimics what Boston College is all about. And I and I think the coaching staff is very, very similar. I honestly think Boston College is a better offensive scheme. But Pat, Pat Fitzgerald, uh, all credit to him, he has put together a heck of a program at Northwestern. And he's kind of dodged some of the NFL, um, the courting from the NFL and other programs. So, you know, Pat Fitzgerald versus Jeff Halfley and two schools that are very high in the academic range, uh, Boston versus Chicago. You know, BC played Northwestern a while ago uh, back during the Spaziani years, but that doesn't really count because obviously those are two, uh, those were two games when with, with a coach that was not at that level. So Northwestern was one. And I said UCLA as well. Now, if you're listening, you obviously know UCLA has a um, similarity to Boston College because that's where Martin Jarmond is right now. 
And it would be great to have, you know, a, a game against California, California school. Boston College is active. You know, Sion Hala, he committed to Boston College. He's from that area. Uh, but it would be great to have the Battle of the Jarmans. You know, you have Jarman from over there and, and against his old school. And I I think it's another bi- a big name opponent uh, that, you know, BC grads over in California can travel to. But would also get attention. I think that would be a you know Pac-12 school. That would be a fun one to get on there as well. But I'd also I wanted to put out there that it doesn't have to always be a Power Five school that Boston College has to put on their schedule. There's other schools out there that I think really fit the bill. Now a lot of fans really like the service academies, and I think that and I agree with them. I would much rather see Boston College get instead of a MAC program get a service academy, whether it's Army or Navy. I know Army is a big one, and we have them on the schedule, so that that one doesn't really count. But get Navy in there. Boston College and Navy have played over 20 times. They were both in the Big East together, and I think that would be a great series to re, you know to fill in. Like You get your Power 5 team, then you get Navy. That puts a good schedule in, and Navy's tough. You know, against a, a good defense was going to have to uh, – to be on 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 their heat, uh, they're gonna have to play really well on defense to beat a team like Navy. So Navy was one, and then another team that is not technically a Power Five, but Boston College has a history with is uh, BYU. BYU Boston College played in two thousand six and two thousand seven. They had that thrilling win. I think it was two thousand seven, um, and you know there are two programs I think that are very similar. Um, they're not, you know, in terms of talent, I think they would be great games. They would be well traveled to. So BYU would be another team that I would like to see. And then finally, if you're going to give me any team that I think right now, you know, who I would like to see Boston College play, um, there's two teams I think that I would really like to see get on their schedule. And they happen to both be Big Ten teams. Um, and that is Michigan and Penn State. Uh, both teams. Um, that have specific relationships with Boston College that I think really would lead to some fun matchups. Now, Michigan always tries to eat Boston College's lunch in the Northeast. They try to steal all the best recruits from this area. They stole Don Brown. I still think that if Boston College played Michigan, that Boston College could beat him. Um, and I think they would be a good matchup. Like, obviously, Michigan's going to sell. Like, Michigan's going to get interest. That's like a, a that's a matchup that you know people in this area in, in Massachusetts are going to even pay attention to because Michigan's a brand you know that's where Tom Brady went so I think Michigan would be a really fun one and Boston College has only played them four times and they haven't beaten them yet so that would be a fun one and, and you know it's a good academic school they match there and Penn State I know I know a lot of BC fans just hate Penn State Penn State has dominated Boston College and they have a 20 to 4 series uh, lead against BC. You know, obviously the last time they played was in that pinstripe bowl where um, Mike Knoll missed the extra point in that overtime. Uh, but BC had kind of run, you know, the, BC's had their moments against them. I know it's only four wins, but those wins have come more recently. You know, they, they, the Doug Flutie years, they beat him and then they won twice, I believe, during the Tom O'Brien years. So Penn State and Michigan, I think, would be the two best programs. And, they, and they're both in areas where Boston College wants to uh, recruit. They're two programs that it would behoove Boston College if they want to show recruits that they can battle with them. They could win more recruiting battles by saying, hey, we, you know, we beat Michigan, we beat Penn State. So I think those are two schools I would preferably like to see Boston College play. Now, what do you think? I'm going to put something up on Twitter. Now, let me know what teams you want to see. I know other people have their thoughts. Love to hear what you have to say. So check out our Twitter account at LockedOnBC and make sure you give your thoughts on that topic. 
in a moment, we're going to talk about recruiting. I have a little, some notes and news to go into, and we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up our conversation with that. But before we do, let's get into Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is my favorite. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's got nine delicious flavors, including some um, specialty flavors you have to check out on BiltBar.com. My favorite is coconut almond. I have one almost every day uh, with my afternoon snack. It, it, it's filled with protein. It's low in sugar and high in good taste. Built Bar is 100% covered in chocolate, and it, it's it doesn't taste like any protein bar you've ever had before because most protein bars you think of them you think they're chalky they're kind of gritty they're not very tasty these are not the same with built bar built bar i have one every day i like them so much so check them out head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your first order again use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com this is Locked on Boston College. AJ Black here. Now, let's get into recruiting. Now, as I've said before, on my website, we have premium level um, news. And I, I, I'm not, to be fair to my premium subscribers, I'm not going to give you any of the nuggets that come up with that. You have to join and it's only a dollar. Just head on over. Uh, the, the descriptions are in there. You can join our Discord channel, get even more nuggets. But I'll give you some of the, the lowdown of what's going on and, and kind of just some over, overall thoughts on Boston College recruiting. So I just thought this we- last weekend was weird for Boston College recruiting because all, it was the first weekend in June, the first time live recruiting can happen in the United States since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic and Boston College just didn't do anything, which, you know, given Jeff Halfley's, um, his energy and what he's trying to drive, I just thought it was an interesting choice and I'm sure they have their reasons and I'll, I'll try to get, dig in more, but they they had like, you know, Deuce Spurlock from Alabama who, you know, was there uh, earlier and they had a kid, uh, a recruit from Connecticut that was there, but it wasn't the big things. Like you saw, if you looked at like Pitt or Rutgers, they had all those pictures of all these different kids there. I mean, Jimmy Scott was there. He's a defensive end from Buffalo who has Boston college on his visit list, you know, doing the hatchet thing that Rutgers does. You see all these different schools really pumping it up and there's Boston college not doing anything. And I thought that was odd. Like I figured they'd want to build some momentum going into this recruiting se- session, and, and you know they're obviously in good shape. That's not what I'm getting at because Jeff Halfley and his staff have put together a you know commitment list that can battle anyone. Obviously, they're like 12th in the country right now, and um, that's good. But you know you want to finish it off strong. So maybe because they have a smaller group, they're not pushing so hard. But I thought that was interesting. The other piece that. Um, I wanted to get into was Deuce Spurlock. Deuce Spurlock is an outside linebacker from um, Alabama. He visited this weekend with his mom. You can see pictures. I thought that was the coolest thing. You know, Jeff Halfley has been in charge of this the school now for a year and a half, and you finally are getting to see those pictures on Twitter of the recruits with Halfley. He hasn't been able to do that. There he is without his mask. There he is talking to the families. That's a good sign. Um, but he gets to meet with them. And I've heard that Spurlock is a very close to committing to Boston College, um, that he really wants that. But, big but here, Boston College, uh, Spurlock, excuse me, just got an offer from the University of Michigan. 
And that's that's a tough one. That's one of those schools where, you know, they, they usually some of the some many times that's all it takes for a kid to go, Yeah, I don't want to go to Boston College. So this is gonna be interesting to see where this kid lands in terms of his commitment. His name is Deuce Spurlock. I have a whole article and I talked to Deuce. Um, up on BC Bulletin. That is not premium. You can check that out um, if you just want to read some um, recruiting news. So check that out on the website as well. The other piece is that there were kids all over the place, uh, you know, visiting. So as I mentioned, Jimmy Scott was at Rutgers. Gilbert Tongrongu, who is another, he's an outside linebacker or defensive end. He was at Virginia Tech. Um, You know, a lot of the Boston College targets are are starting to look around. So circle on your schedule June 18th that's the weekend where most of these kids that's where BC is doing their big weekend for June and um, there's going to be a lot of kids at Boston College and uh, that will a lot of those news I'm going to I have a relationship with most of the kids that are going there um, and I will try to get to talking to most of them after they come back from Boston College and I'll and that'll be up on premium because when I have to reach out and talk to kids and kind of get into that stuff that's a premium thing so just if you were interested to hear what they have to say uh, perfect time to sign up it's a dollar for the first month uh, but there's a lot of recruiting news going on it's busy and um, I think that this is the interesting part of, of the year see where people end up and I, you know, there's a lot of kids that are being quiet about it so just like uh, uh, Deuce Spurlock I've talked to him before and I had no clue he was going to Boston College on a visit so you, you, you get a surprise here or there uh, so that's where they're at so this is the end of our show today we'll be back on Wednesday and uh, we'll be talking all about Boston College news and maybe get into some positional previews so make sure that you like and subscribe BC uh, to Locked On BC wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or find our site on Facebook at Boston College. As I hope you give that a follow on there as well. My name's AJ Black. Have a great Monday. I hope you're staying cool. It's like 90 degrees here in Boston, and I'm recording this at like 10 o'clock at night, and I'm still pouring sweat as I'm talking during this because it's just so hot and humid right now. Uh, but stay cool. All right. Have a great one, everyone. See you again soon. Take care.